0: Hello,
1: everybody. Hey, Ken. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Inspiring Times with a Amenti. Uh, today, my guest is going to be Ken Hunnell, and he is a body shop owner, as well as another uh, podcaster that does uh, podcasts for Midwest Success Stories. So, welcome, Ken. How you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. No, this is uh this the reason why I had you on is because you are the influence on why I started podcasting. So what better way than to interview the person that helped influence you to do it. <laughs> well cool. I'm uh, I
0: was influenced by another guy to get started, so uh glad that it's uh, his his legacy Curtis Tucker, his legacy is carrying on.
1: Yeah, so I mean these those are things that inspire others, right? And being able to do that. That's the reason why I named this inspiring times is, uh, being able to have other people and hopefully someone that maybe listens to our podcasts or, uh, they feel the need that they might want to start their own sometime. Absolutely. And I, uh, I, I listen to your
0: podcast by the way, and I, I love it, man. It's good. It's really good.
1: Well, th- well, thanks. I appreciate it. And you know, I like the stuff that you're doing too. And, um, you know, uh, it's just It's just great that you know we can do this kind of stuff. I think it's just so impactful, and of course you know a lot of uh, me and you actually have a lot of same paths that cross, and it's kind of weird because when we first met each other, um you know we didn't really think we had any common ground you know um, <laughs> it, it was it was kind of a strange meeting, but uh you know it it really developed more, so you know right now, why don't you give us a little background on? what you're currently doing because you used to work for all angles. Um, So I guess, well, you know what, let's start with this question. What inspired you to leave all angles and start your own shop? All right. Great question. I have wanted to own my own shop
0: or have my own business for a long time. And um, I was very proud of the success that we built at all angles, but I, I just, um, I wanted more, Uh, I wanted more of all angles or I wanted more ownership in all angles and it, the opportunity wasn't there. So um, once I realized that that wasn't there, then I I knew I had to look elsewhere. Um, Again, very proud and and hated to leave all angles. I I loved it there. I had a great position. I had a great, we had built some really good teams there and it was a very difficult decision, but, uh, through lots of prayer, and uh, just my wife and I really talking about it, but praying, we prayed uh, daily for um, several months, I mean, really six months before we got to really started to get clear-cut answers from from God that this is where we should be.
1: And, you know, when you say that, um, I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling a lot, and, uh, you know, I want to I want our listeners to understand that, you know, prayer doesn't always get answered right away. Um, you know, prayer sometimes means that you you just got to stay committed in your faith. You you got to keep following that path because that path will eventually, the Lord will eventually give you what you're asking for, but it's on his time, not yours, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I have, as we're
0: talking about, I have goosebumps um, because I just, you're exactly right. We, we, I'm couldn't, could not be more, uh, clear and honest. My wife and I prayed every day for, uh, discernment and guidance. If, if this was the right path for us and, um, and, and not that day (laughs) necessarily, but you know, just things, things happen, conversations or, uh, different people would say something or reach out to me and it, and doors just kind of kept opening and, and, and some frustrations, you know, not, not to say I, I certainly love my time at all angles, but there, there was obviously frustrations too. So there were things that I had to be careful not to let the frustrations uh, try to sway me, but ultimately it was positive reinforcement or, or uh, my mentor making a phone call or even my son uh, holding me, uh, setting a deadline for me. So many things that, uh, just, I, I knew that God was, was clearly giving us direction and
1: answering our prayers. Yeah. And, and I can, I can tell you, I've been there. I know that role. I mean, that's the reason why I'm working for Mitchell, um, yep. and not working for the dealership anymore. So that, that is huge. That is huge. Um, so you know what, let's, you're, let's see, how long have you been married now? You're practically, you're still newly married. I think you've been married for two years now. Yeah, almost. It'll be two years in November. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about, um, what you believe are the most key essentials in having a relationship with your wife and also with your son. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Um,
0: well, so my wife and I met, at church um i was i on, officially hadn't been divorced very long i'd been separated um, separated uh 6 months no more like 8 months but i the divorce uh hadn't been official uh, it'd been official about 3 months and um, i was at church uh, by myself and a beautiful blonde was A couple rows behind me and smiled at me and um, (laughs) and I had to talk to her and uh, I talked to her that first weekend and then um, I didn't get her phone number and then she wasn't there the next weekend and then I had travel and I was out of town the next weekend so three weeks later before I finally got her phone number and then um, just we the the most important thing for us and for me was our our relationship was not um we didn't we didn't have um intimate uh relations until we were married so we saved ourselves I, I obviously had been married before but um we we saved ourselves for marriage and it it changed everything as far as the foundation of our relationship went we were we we just connected i she she made it very clear that that was not going to be uh, that was not an option and um, and so it, it was kind of freeing for me to be quite honest, because then I didn't I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to just connect as friends and as companions and partners. And now uh, it's just being completely transparent. I have nothing. I, some so a lot of my past relationships were I, I didn't feel like I could be completely honest or, or things would be misconstrued or or just there was just a whole lot of undertones and whatever's going on and now to have a completely transparent partnership where like the business it was we we were able to talk about it and I was able to one day I'm all in and one day I'm all out and and she didn't it she understood that how to communicate back with me on that stuff and and it's just I, I would say just communication um and the same with my son I feel like um for a long time I thought he's not listening to me he's not hearing this and and I'm I I got quotes and you know kin kinisms and different things that I say or I've read or I've heard and so you know my my son at one point I I think he's not listening and then (laughs) recently now as a teenager I'm starting to hear him say some of those things or repeat some of those things or process those things in that way unfortunately it may have a little bit of my snarky tone every once in a while which isn't <laughs> isn't always great but but ultimately I, I think it's the same as running a shop it's communication we have to be able to talk to each other and and sometimes we sometimes it's not necessarily what i want to hear but but i respect and appreciate when she's honest with me uh, like recently when I did something stupid here at the shop and she let me know. And, and it hurt me because I, I didn't like I didn't like disappointing her, but uh, I she, I needed to hear it and she knew I needed to hear it. And it was it was important. So just I, I would say one thousand percent it's communication and being able to have an honest conversation.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and I and you know what? I I'm in the same boat. You know, I I was married previously and divorced and you know, I waited a long time before I ended up getting remarried. But the one thing I did do is, when I got married to Tina, was it was all about a friendship. Um I think that was the biggest thing that draws us, drew us together was the fact that you know we were we were very communicative, and we yeah. were able to. To, to you know be very straight with each other we weren't sugarcoating anything we weren't you know you know oh it's not that bad no it, it this is bad we need to address it you know <laughs> yeah. so um you know i think that's the best part about it and and the and i think because of that you know i can say now um through all the years that we've been married uh, and and it's funny because the joke in our house is that we've been married for 50 years because hey. of the way our relationship is and you know, and in reality, we've only been married for um, what? Uh, Lily is thirteen, so fourteen years. So, yep. but you know, it, that's that foundation that you start with definitely builds from there on. So that yeah. that is huge. That is definitely huge, and and I, I'm really proud to hear how you how you went through that uh, because most guys won't, right? Most guys will just be like, well, hey, if if I'm not going to have intimate relationships with someone. I'm not getting married to them. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, and it was, I, I knew pretty early, but I also
0: didn't want to get caught up in the, in the butterflies. So we waited after we, we didn't get, we, uh, we got engaged about a year and a um about 14 months after we met, we got engaged and then we got married about six months after that. So we had been dating almost, two years uh, before we got married. And, and I honestly thought before I, I, once uh, I was in a 10 year relationship, uh, I I thought I'm not going to get married again. I I didn't, I mean, I kind of enjoyed being single and, uh, and I, but God had a different plan. I mean, he, he, (laughs) he's in control 1000%. And, and I knew it pretty early when I met my wife, Monica, but uh, but I was also like, I'm waiting. There's something I don't,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm going to wait and be patient. And, uh, I, I'm very thankful that I was, but, uh, it was, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't be here having my own shop and having the ownership, you know, owning my own shop and taking that leap, uh, leaving a, uh, very secure and comfortable position, uh, without her and her support, um, to, to be here. So
1: well that's 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 awesome because leap of faith people don't realize it sometimes you have to be willing to take that leap of faith and and the rewards will be very grateful for you um, if you take that opportunity so that's great i am I love hearing that part so you know I want to go back to you know when we first met and you know, we were, we would definitely didn't really, we didn't really, we couldn't really figure each other out. So <laughs> my, my question to you then would be, what is something people seem to misunderstand about you?
0: Oh man. Um, I'm, kind, I, I come across as kind of a jerk to be quite honest. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm direct. So especially, uh, I used to be in sales. Uh, I used to sell life insurance. And so, what I always, what I learned from from actually true sales was, if people didn't tell me no, then then I I needed to keep calling. It was still an opportunity if they didn't tell me no. So, for for you as a as a and you're a very professional salesperson. um, So for you or or for other people, I I just I'm gonna kind of let you know I I'm not interested. (laughs) <laughs> and because I don't, not to say that I don't want you calling, you know, but, but I know when I was a sales, when I was in, in real true sales, uh, if you didn't tell me no, then I was going to keep calling and a maybe and a not sure. And and I know that a lot of people are just trying to be nice about our feelings. And so I just, I just, always, especially with salespeople, I was just, I was direct. And if you really wanted to earn my business, then if I I would set up, uh, okay, uh, why don't you call me in two weeks? And most of the time, that's a, that's as much of a test to see if this person's profession, a professional salesperson, they're going to do what they say they're going to do. They're going to set up their calendar reminder or whatever they need to do, because that's what I do when I'm, when I'm chasing leads for an insurance company or any sort of prospect in my business, then, then I, I set those remind. I can't remember to call them in two weeks, but if I set those reminders, then I'll call. And then I feel like that gives me a leg up because I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. So that's, that's from the outside looking in. And I think uh, even with my team, um, I'm, I'm, I'm direct. I, 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 I love my team and I'm very proud of them. But if, if there's something that I'm, I don't like, I'm going to let you know, I, I'm going to let you know, respectfully and I'm going to, but on the second or third time, uh, unfortunately I get, I tend to get a little, and and I'm really working hard on it. Uh, I'll get a little snarky sometimes. And, um, and and it's, it, it's, it's a flaw and I, I hate it, but my, I feel like my team, when I really get to know my team and as my team kind of gets through, gets past the fact that I'm going to tell them when it's not right or not the way that I want it every time, once they understand that that's I, what I, I – I have a high standard. I have a high standard for myself, and I have a high standard for people that are on my team. Once they understand that, then they know that I love them and I care about them. I'm going to take care of them, and I'm going to give them a great opportunity, but I'm going to let them know that this isn't this isn't our best. Right. And so I, I think that that uh, – I believe I have a reputation that would say I'm kind of a jerk
1: sometimes. Sure. <laughs> but you know what um I, i'm in the same boat though i come across you know people i i have the police mentality so you know i come across a little bit rough and direct and but you know what I'm, I'm in the same boat with you because you know um a lot of people i actually now i've changed my whole sales concept um when i'm dealing with people to just ask for the no so if someone isn't giving me a direct answer and i go i just tell them straight forward So listen if if it's okay to tell me no. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, it's not the first time that I've heard the word no. So, um I like to try to get that right out of it, the, but there's still people out there that will 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 just give you a maybe or oh follow up with me and then you go to follow up and you can't get a hold of them and they not they don't respond and I mean that that is just people out there that like you said, they, they if they're not telling you a direct no, you think okay, well maybe they just got caught up in life, things got busy. So, I can understand exactly where you're coming from, but uh, yeah, um, doing doing any kind of sales um, is always difficult. But then I, I think the biggest thing that I've done is I've just totally changed my thought process. That I'm not a salesman; I'm a consultant, and I'm here to help your business. If we if we have something that will help you, great. If not, no worries. Um, I'm still going to help you. So if yeah. there's something else that you need, I'm going to be there. Yeah, just pro- provide continue to provide value and the right people will see that. And it'll,
0: I believe it leads to other opportunities when you're out working, even if you're getting a uh, door shut in your face, uh, you just keep working and things, things come up. I remember when we were first kind of starting all angles, first kind of getting all angles going. Um, I'd be out beating the streets and getting in front of agents and whatever else. And, and, and most of the agents and most everybody I talked to was no, not interested. We use this shop or we use that shop. And, but when I'd get back, it, things would, would be there. The, the, the universe would reward uh, my effort, maybe not directly from anything that I was doing, but there would be these leads or these opportunities that would come up just because I was out working, getting after it, even though I may get been getting doors slammed in my face.
1: Uh, right. right, of course. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So we'll go from one, one opposite to the other. What is the best compliment you have ever received? Oh man. Um I have recently
0: as leaving um of course I, I love I love it when people acknowledge me for being a good dad or a good husband, but uh really I would say I've had some guys that used that I that used to work for me at all angles that have called me and thanked me for uh spending time with them and investing time in them and, and just the opportunity that that I provided for them. That was, that, that means a lot to me that, that even though sometimes I was a jerk, that they appreciated me and what, what I uh, taught them.
1: Well, that, that, you know, that's always, I would agree with you a hundred percent on that. That's always nice when people say, Hey, you made an impact in my life some way, shape or form. So um, that is great to hear that you got guys still reaching out to you to tell you that. Yeah. Um, so, You know, with all the craziness that's going on in our society right now, with between the issues with racism, with COVID, and all that kind of stuff, what would be your best tip for making the world a better place?
0: Man, I I would just say, um, I, I just owning your own own um i think it's i i I know i've heard it somewhere but owning your own six square feet uh with with our social distancing then just man just be responsible uh and accountable for your actions and um and do it I, i just i just feel like we we can all make excuses for whatever reason of why we didn't do this or why that didn't get done and we all make mistakes things happen I think just just being being honest with ourselves that uh, we maybe didn't do our best, or I wasn't the most positive in that situation. I, I'm I regularly, unfortunately, tell my team, "Hey, I, I, I handled that situation wrong, or um, I was this was a bad decision, or I I, I definitely should have handled that differently." And I also ask them regularly, "Hey, uh, have I?" Uh, not regularly, I guess, because we're still kind of a young team, but have I made some commitments or told you things that I was going to deliver on that i didn't that I didn't do um just because every every once in a while right we we might say something or or commit to something and then not be able to fulfill that, and you don't know what kind of resentment or something that that could harbor so for me i just I just really try to own my own thing- live positively in my own in my own, uh, six square feet.
1: Well, you know, and that, and that's good. I mean, that's, that's, you know, you, if each person took care of themselves and not worried about everybody else, um, everything would probably flow in a more positive energy. So, you know, we both have gone through things, ups and downs in, in our life. Um, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell him? Oh man, you're,
0: you're, you're a, Listen
1: <laughs> you're not as you're not as good
0: as you think you are. Um, you have a lot to learn, uh, but i would I would say um, hey plug plug in to um, personal improvement self-development uh, put good things in your head the The game changer for me was uh, when I was selling life insurance part of a multi-level marketing company and just the finally had someone speak you know speaking about the the power of your mind and the power of your thoughts and reading books and putting good things in your head um at 18 i was putting uh all kinds of bad stuff in my body and in my head and uh thought i knew everything so if i it, i would i would just say hey you're not as good as you think you are and um it's going to take a minute but if you surround if you just look for uh, people that have what you want or what you want in your life, man, find a way to find a way to connect with those
1: people. Good. Good. I like that. I like that a lot. So here we go. We're going to talk about your business a little bit. Um, you've just inherited $10 million to spend on your business with no red tape. How would you spend it? Oh man. Uh, my building
0: needs some work. I've been spending, spending some money lately improving my building. Um, I would, the current location, I would probably really upgrade just, uh, we've got some decent equipment, but, um, it, it, it needs some improvement. The interior, it's just an older building that needs a little work here and there. So I would, instead of us trying to do it, me trying to do it here and there or what I can do on a shoestring budget. I would just, uh, have somebody come in and do it. And well, Ken, and Ken then,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not a shoestring. You just inherited 10 million dollars, yeah, right. brother. So well, what are you, yeah. you going to do with 10 million on the business? No man, red tape. Man, I would, uh,
0: I would, I would, I would expand. I would, I would buy another location. Um, it, it would, um, we, we have, I know um, there's a lot of shops around the country that are um, that have a decent amount of work coming in, but they just don't know how to get it out. So I would just, I would, I would assemble a team that we would just do what I'm doing here as far as helping them run the front, helping them get efficient. And so I would, I would expand, I would buy uh, with, with, 10 million bucks, I bet I could buy, I could pretty easily probably buy, man, I, I would guess I could, depending on the situation, I could probably buy 10 locations. But I, I wouldn't be ready for that. I'd have to build the team. But, um, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, that's I always, a lot of money. I don't need that kind yeah. of money,
1: honestly. <laughs> you know, I, I look at that kind of stuff and I think of, you know, um, development, um, fine tuning procedures, um, just making, you know, to me, I, I mean I, I don't I, I wouldn't want more than you know, you, you like you're you're really good at that multiple shop thing. Um I, I think I would just wanna the fine tune one shop, make it into a diamond in the rough, you know, and and then be able to to, to use utilize that money to be able to take care of my staff and, and build things up. But um, you know, again the the right lottery ticket you could end up having that money
0: yeah right yeah well i don't play the lottery so i guess that'd be hard that'd be hard to win but um yeah that's uh man i i haven't thought about that i would definitely invest a lot in this building I, it's got good bones it just needs it just used it's been repurposed a couple times so it's not quite ideal body shop
1: good 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 um tell me about a situation that touched your heart. All right. And tell me about the, um, what that changed in, in your life. Um, well, uh,
0: very recently, well, not almost, almost to the day a year ago, my son, um, he, so last summer, we, my wife and I were relatively confident that we were going to be leaving, uh, leaving all angles and buying this shop. It was just a matter of preparing for that. We were selling our stuff and cutting and tightening up our finances. And we talked And at one time we had looked at putting in a swimming pool at our house. And I'd talked with my son a little bit about it. And, um, but last summer, as we knew that, that we were, we weren't going to have swimming pool money, we were going to need to buy a business. Um, we told him and, and he was very understanding and, uh, but he just, he was just kind of wondering how things were progressing or how I had, uh, you know, if I would talked with, uh, Steve, the owner of all angles and, and what was going on. And it was, it was pretty cool cause he was 12 at the time. And, and, and so it was neat to see him in involved in, in our decision, but also understanding of it. But the biggest thing that happened was, he'd come home from school. It was the second day of school. Um, and we were on our way to go see Jim Gaffigan. And he shows me this, uh, they had showed a, a Ted talk, uh, at school. And Mm -hmm. the Ted talk was about the panic monster and how in school we have these deadlines and these deadlines activate the panic monster. We got this term paper we got to turn in or or whatever. And, and that activates the panic monster so we'll stay up all night or do whatever we need to do to get that done. But what happens in life is we may never activate that panic monster because we may not have those hard deadlines like we used to have in school or we may not have we may not so what the the gist of it was was to set your own deadlines and and activate the, maybe not even it doesn't have to be an all-nighter type of panic monster but at least set those deadlines for yourself so that you'll act or do whatever the project is or whatever you got going on. Hmm. So my son, my son shows me this Ted talk uh, on his phone. And then as soon as it's over, he says, dad, I'm setting a deadline. You need to talk to Steve uh, by the end of September. And and I, I, I could not be more proud of him that he saw that Ted talk and then knew to apply it, but then also to say, "Hey, Dad, I, I'm I'm setting a deadline for you. Uh, that it's time, and just the the pride that he believed in me, uh, the way that he did, and that he was confident enough to set that deadline was uh, I'm emotional about it right now because it was just a very uh, just a, a clear sign from God that he was using my son." but that my son, um, acted on it, uh, it pretty, just, uh, a very, very clear moment that I'll never forget.
1: Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, I've had that experience where God had worked through my children. All right. And also worked through my wife to, to present me something to do to better myself. So it was my daughter who actually got I mean I was doing devotional stuff and when I was working for Patrick BMW and, and Hyundai and all that stuff in Chicago, I was doing stuff on a regular basis devotional, but I wasn't going to church. It wasn't until my daughter said I would like to go to church that actually started us going. So that was God working through her to bring that into me to, to help grow us more. So yeah it's, in, it's incredible on how that happens and um, absolutely that that is that is something to definitely cherish for sure, yeah. so my next question for you would be because we're both very involved in our churches um, we both are very uh i think uh, community involved as well. If you could remove all your barriers and constraints, what project would you do, and would you want to be known only by that project? No. Um, I, w- I wouldn't.
0: I, I um, I've been trying very hard to do more things um, as the business has been gone well and been very successful, and so I've done some things that I've told people, hey, I I I, I don't I, here here is this money or here is this that I'll do, but I I I want you to I don't I don't want any credit for it. I, I want to be completely anonymous. And so, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. I, I guess maybe the thought is at my funeral, that maybe people will say, Hey, <laughs> here's some things that he did. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, while I'm here, I I like to be, uh, just a quiet guy, uh, about it. Uh, I used to want to blow my own horn. Now, I know I'll blow my own horn on other things, but as far as, uh, some of those things i i just um, want want be an honest without it but um man a project uh golly i um i i uh, i would have to i i've i really i love life church and uh which is where i attend and serve and um, they, their, one of their missions is to eradicate Bible poverty. They, the Life Church actually, um, created the, um, created the Bible app, the Version Bible app, uh, kind of as a mistake, which is a really interesting story, but their, their mission is to eradicate Bible poverty. So I, I would say I would just continue to follow in their mission
1: and help them, uh, w- with that Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm all for, um, I'm really working big. I'm working with the homeless right now in Kansas city. Um, that's a big thing for me, the homeless and, the and, uh, Vietnam veterans that are also homeless. So I, I, I really am driven on that and I'm, I'm, that's why I focus all my stuff with uh, our church. And, uh, now they've gone ahead and and put me more involved with that, which I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to, develop some more things but it's also it's also great that i'm also part of the largest methodist church in the country so um they got a lot more resources to be able to help us accomplish a lot of these goals which is also great to have but so let me ask you this what should our listeners think i should i should have asked you that i didn't know enough about you to ask i don't i um man that's a i don't I don't know.
0: I I think that, uh, I think you've done a great job. Um, I, I would, um, a lot of this is, uh, (laughs) how I got here is really just, man, anything that I've done, I've just been passionate about and really gone into, got into it. And then once I realized that whatever the opportunity was or whatever kind of exhausted itself, then I kind of kept looking. And then once I found, Uh, the auto body industry, man, it just fit. And so um, I don't, I don't feel like there's, I'm, I'm sometimes uh, painfully transparent to other people. Like, I can't believe you. My mom often says, uh, I, I'm surprised at what you'll share.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, now I'm going to get to one of my favorite parts of my interviews As I get Close to the end of the interview because sometimes these take a while. And I'm yeah. sure you've heard this last question, and I'm sure you probably already started thinking about it. So, um, if you could have dinner with any three people, and they could yep. be dead or alive, who would they be, and why?
0: Awesome. I did. I do know that, and
1: I and I was pre- <laughs> I am prepared.
0: So, uh, Jesus Christ is an obvious answer, and and um, just because why, why not? Like, um, he, he's, he's God in the flesh and he was sent to save us. And he was brutally, uh, murder, beaten and murdered for us. So how could you not want to spend, uh, have lunch with him? Um, and then, um, Man, I'm, I'm, I, I just thought about it this morning and now I'm kind of drawing a blank. Oh, uh, Craig Groschel, uh, the Life Church pastor, uh, the, his passion and his, who he is, and just his work ethic in his uh, physical fitness, um, the way that he's grown and built uh, Life Church from uh, a garage church to 35 campuses and just really challenged the, uh, the, the church industry, I guess I I can relate in some ways. Uh, just, he's just a fantastic leader. I listen to his podcast often just, he's, he's unbelievable. And I have sort of had lunch with him. I had, there was a a leadership conference one time that I, I, but it was a group lunch, but to have a one-on-one lunch would be amazing. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, and then lastly is uh, is my dad. My dad passed away when I was uh, – he was killed in a car wreck um, when I was four years old. And um, I often wonder what our relationship would have been like or what I. – I'm confident he would be proud of me, but it would be interesting to hear it or just mm. to – just to have a conversation right now of where my life is and what's going on in spite of all the other dumb things I've done and the missteps and the mistakes and uh, to right now to really feel like uh, where I'm at to, to spend an hour with him would be uh, that, that, that would be unreal.
1: Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that. You, you, you definitely always want to be able to spend time with people um, to see, you know, in that kind of situation, definitely see what what could have been, what kind of conversations you would have had. That, that's good. I like that one. That, that's really good. And, and and I hope people understand that, you know, love your ones yeah. while you can, because, you know, you never know what tomorrow will bring, of course. So, um, you know what, if since you're going to be eating with these people, let's ask this one question, one more question what would you pick for the last meal, um, that you'd be having with all of them?
0: Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I just, uh, we started keto about a month ago and it's been awesome. I, I really like it. We're, I've, I talked with another guy earlier today and he said that I need to be careful that I'm not telling myself on a, I'm on a diet. I've <laughs> changed my lifestyle of how I eat, but because that's top of mind right now, I, I feel like I'd have uh a, man I a, something with bread on it it would definitely have bread like a <laughs> oh actually it would <laughs> probably be a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich uh because I love those things and I'm they're not they don't fit my my current lifestyle and then um I love I love sweets so Uh, Cheesecake is one of my favorite desserts, Uh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, It'd probably be a a Popeye's chicken sandwich with a side of cheesecake (laughs) and uh, and a king-size Reese's peanut butter cup that had been in the
1: freezer. Wow. Guess what? This is what we're all eating while we're talking. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Pull up that Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> That's right, well, Ken. I really appreciate you giving me the time um This is great. you know we got to know each other a little bit more, definitely in our podcast um hopefully the viewers feel that you know they understand that life is not easy, but if you keep inspiring others as well as yourself and your faith um things will will go your way and and you just have to believe uh i'm you know i I took a spiritual test and my spiritual gifts were, uh, administration, uh, they were, um, miracles and faith. So, um, I, I, I firmly believe that a strong faith will bring miracles. So I, I, I'm really proud that where you're going and what you've done in the short time that I've known you. So uh, again, thank you very much for, for being on this podcast and sharing your, your, um, your life with us. So, um, we always like to end up with a couple of things, though, before we get off. Uh, first thing we do is we always want to give a huge shout out to all public safety officers out there, police, firemen, paramedics, as well as dispatchers, to all the doctors and nurses out there that are working hard in their certain areas. You know, we want to also you know, give a shout out to them, to Absolutely. all to all our veterans out there. Um, we we thank them for their service, for all those that are serving right now we definitely greatly appreciate your sacrifice, but most of all, we always want to tell our Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Um, and the Mm. reason why we do that is because whenever you see one, they never got that welcome home. So my dad Mm. is a Vietnam veteran and he always raised me and taught me that it's very important that you do tell us welcome home. So that's the reason why we do that in our podcast. Um, and last but not, last but not least, um, you know, I'm just thankful to the Lord. I'm thankful for what he's given us, the opportunity to be able to, to share things and, and try to inspire other people in any positive manner that we can. So that's, that's how I pretty much end everything, um, as always. Uh, again, uh, I want to thank all our listeners. Please like and share this, uh, this podcast. Uh, this is something important to me and Ken. Uh, Ken, follow him as well on Midwest Success Stories. If you want to know a little bit more about business type uh, stuff on his podcast, that's where you'll find him as well. So again, Ken, thank you very much. And we appreciate you. You bet. Thanks for having me, man. A great podcast. Keep, keep it up. Thanks buddy. Take care.
0: You bet. Yep.